All right. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jackman Radio. I'm your host, Eric Jackman, here with my twin, Mike Jackman, and I'm really psyched tonight to have uh, the special guest on, gentleman who I've known since uh, September, our, our paths across uh, for the first time in September, and that's Mr. Kyle Kemper. Kyle, thanks for coming on, man, and joining us tonight. Eric, Mike, it's my absolute pleasure, and hey, everybody, stoked to be here. My name's Kyle Kemper. Awesome. Nice to see you, Kyle. Great to see you, too. Now, uh, for people who uh, don't know Kyle or have heard of him or seen him, um, if you're a Kennedy supporter, there's no way you don't know uh, who Kyle is. Um, Kyle's been going all around the country driving a uh, epic large van, moving or bus, uh, just a moving billboard for uh, Team Kennedy 24, and it's uh, been quite a ride so far. So. Um, before we get going on that, just if you want to, Kyle, just tell the people a little bit about yourself and your background and, uh, you know, what were some of the things that led up to you, you know, being here doing what you're doing now? Certainly. So, uh, you know, I'm, I was born in Canada and lived there for a very long time. And I married an American named Brittany, an amazing, my cosmic wife. Uh, we have uh, five children together and a six on the way. Um, bit of an international Brady Bunch family. And, uh, you know, during the whatever that was from 2020 to beyond, uh, I needed a, a way to uh, to safely move my family around. So I got an RV and it said blockchain across America. And which was kind of appropriate considering since 2013, I've been working in the Bitcoin blockchain decentralized everything space. And, um, you know, kind of had a chance to see America via an RV. And uh, I've also like always kind of been close to politics through family and through life. And I'm from Ottawa originally, which is the capital of Canada. So, uh, you know, it's always kind of there. And I was a big follower of Ron Paul back in the day um, with, uh, you know, with his, with his two presidential runs and just loved his message and learned so much from those campaigns. And, uh, you know, I saw a, a video from Bobby in February of last year, I guess about a year ago. And I remember watching it. I was like, my goodness, this man would be just the best president ever. Like he's a most qualified person for this job. Like he truly understands, you know, the way that the, the system works and he can, and he can be the remedy. And so you know, I, I made a meme after I saw that called Make Earth Great Again, which Kennedy 24. And then I was at the Independent National Convention in Austin in, I think, April last year when uh, it was at that event that he made the declaration that he was going to be running independent or not running independent, but running for president. And so it was after that it was like, you know, this is it. Folks, I remember talk, looking around to the room of people of like amazing, like thought leaders, influencers, like just brilliant people from all around and saying like, look, this is our, this is the moment. This is, this is this great opportunity. We've been talking about independence and like, you know, the need for a, a, a new model to, you know, make the existing one obsolete. And, you know, Bobby Kennedy really represents that. He's got the, you know, the integrity and the honor and the knowledge and like, you know, he showed backbone when everybody else, you know, was, was just cowing to fear or being, you know, or dominating through the use of fear. And Bobby's that doesn't seem like he's ever done that. So, you know, I, when he spoke at the Bitcoin conference in Miami, um, I brought my bus there with my family 
and we had I met some artists and we proceeded to spray paint a giant mural of Bobby on the side of the bus and the giant Kennedy 2024 logo on the other side and then proceeded to just add more paint all over it and transformed <laughs> it from the blockchain across America bus to the Kennedy across America bus and since then we've <clears throat> driven all over the country like meeting people where they're at you know one of the things that I wanted to do very early on was actually like you know gauge what the response from real people out there was and you know i'll say it's it's just it's, we're just we're just going up here folks and like the responses are getting more and more positive the honks are the honks the thumbs up like you know are just ever increasing you know the middle fingers are decreasing the blank mm. stares not knowing what's going on i'd say that's a little bit decreasing too um also like the buses it's it's a little bit different it's an rv and it's all painted up and i also put a giant speaker either in my window playing out or if like i'm doing a parade or if i'm just rolling around like you know a city center i'll actually strap it on top of the vehicle and i'll play the kennedy anthem song on repeat so like that was the song that played in the super bowl ad so right. like you know i played that song like literally thousands of times and it doesn't get old it doesn't get old it's it's amazing better. it gets better and better so that's that's, that's funny story. it's funny you mentioned that kyle because uh, eric and i traveled to uh, newfoundland last summer in july which is where our father was born um he was originally from st john's and um we were visiting with uh, some cousins of ours um in fact my my late grandmother her her first cousin who's in her mid-70s and she's just like what the hell has happened to America? What 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 are you what's going on down there with your politicians and your political parties? And I was just like Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. I, I taught them the Kennedy song. They're like, well, who are you supporting? And I was like, Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. <laughs> Literally last summer in my cousin's kitchen in St. John's, Newfoundland, teaching them that ad. So that was a really interesting, cool, full circle moment to see uh, AV24 put that out. I was not expecting that. No, and and I mean, no, I there were like some rumors that it might be going down, and I was like really nervous about like what are they gonna put out? Like, oh gosh, because it's like, you know, that's a lot of money to spend, and I hope it's like you know, it's yeah. it's in line. And I mean, I've played that song all around all those AV guys too, like over and over again, and they've seen how it reacts to people. So I don't know, maybe it had something to do with it, that choice, you know, and they trimmed it down to a good 30 seconds. The full two minute clip is on YouTube, Kennedy, John Kennedy Champagne song. They made an error in the title, which is just hilarious too. Um, and uh, yeah, it's approaching 2 million views. And that's what I would recommend to anybody who's looking to be an activator and help generate awareness is, you know, go out and play the song on repeat, get a giant speaker and uh, get people dancing to it. So that, that's a good uh, segue, Kyle. I do have the ad. I'm going to play it here. It's real quick, you know, 30 seconds. Let's go. So you can, uh, for the people who are watching, you'll see it. For president who's seasoned through and through, a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do. Well, it's up to you, it's up to you, it's strictly up to you. American Value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. <laughs> there you go, man. It's to the point, it's, it's succinct. So good. It's, it's so catchy. Good. 
And it was watched during the most watched Super Bowl of all time, 123.4 million viewers is what they said. We're actually grateful for the Taylor Swift PSYOP now, Kyle. At first going into it, I wasn't so sold on it, but now we're grateful for it. Yeah, I mean, and and just like I know for my perspective, like, you know, my phone blew up after that. And I think everybody's phones did. And it really also like, you know, I think it legitimized all of our work uh, in the fields of others. It was like, you know, it's on TV. Well, it's a Super Bowl ad. It's like, you know, you look at everything else that advertised on there. It's like, yeah. Budweiser, Mercedes, BMW, Pfizer. big movie th- studios, Pfizer, like, you know, whatever they, but they're all like, you know, kind of household names. Like they're very rarely, like every now and then, like, you know, some company will try like, you know, their big Super Bowl move, but, uh, right. you know, for, for that kind of pattern interrupt with that song, with that message, I think, you know, it really created, it really like, you know, it jolted people. And if you're having a Super Bowl party too, and you've got people in your Kennedy supporter, then you see that that's going to open up discussion. Plus it was just going in those, like it showed up before halftime too. So the timing was really perfect as well. And, um, you know, and I think, I think, you know, that will kind of go down and it also marks like the release of kind of like, you know, the movement jingle too, which is a throwback to the old jingle. But again, I would recommend everybody like, you know, if you're out tabling or petitioning, like bring a speaker, play the song. And if you've got a vehicle or an RV, if you have an RV, I highly encourage you to, you know, paint it, wrap it. Like, you know, and and you're and if you're Kennedy all in, like, you know, let's go all in, paint those vehicles, their canvases, their high impression, their billboards. We can all turn like, you know, our cars into billboards. You can start with just a bumper sticker, but you can get a bigger one too. And uh, you know, if you've got an RV or a trailer or a van, like just lean into it and throw a speaker up right. on top, like uh like, you know, like I do, or like, you know, the, the blues brothers did. And <laughs> as you're rolling around, it's like, you know, you can just be this portal for honest impressions, um, you know, that meet people where they're at and show that this isn't like, you know, this isn't a corporate campaign. We're not trying to, you know, get you to vote for Bobby. We're actually not even trying to get you to vote for Bobby, even though that one says vote, vote RFK for president. But it's like, you know, this is what just listen to him, like, you know, be free of mind to make up your own decision and choose the best candidate that you can think. Don't think strictly in, you know, red or blue or Republican or Democrat, because honestly, these two candidates are very, you know, are very are pretty weak. Um, and, you know, it's the, the, the conditions are, are perfect for, you know, a a new 1776 moment and for the first independent president since George Washington to get elected. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it definitely has a lot of uh, historic uh, undercurrents to it. And um, uh, Jess Reed Krause, our our friend house and habit there, she was uh, at Donald Trump's Super Bowl party and was there when it came on. And she said, people perked up and were watching and, you know, down there, it got a good response. The people, you know, she said most of the people in Trump world, they're, they're complimentary of Bobby and they like him and they respect him. And uh, I think that can be said about Donald Trump because he hasn't really attacked him any of the personal, you know, name calling or anything like that. We haven't seen that happen with Trump against oh, Bobby. I mean, I think, I think they're all like secretly crossing their fingers, hoping that, you know, Bobby will be Trump's VP, which I don't know. 
it could lead to 12 years of President Kennedy, to be honest. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how the cookie crumbles. And I think for now, like, the best thing that we can do is not worry about what the others are doing and just right. focus on building a big, beautiful, inclusive, high high energy, high vibration movement focused on ideal outcomes and, you know, restoring integrity, honor, um, and, uh, you know, and civility to uh civics and, right and through through bobby's message in his campaign i've been able to talk to a lot of people here in new hampshire um who are on the you know more liberal you know democratic progressive side and i've let them know about bobby's you know environmental uh, record he's amazing on that i mean you know the, the media you never know the way the media covers them that he has this incredible record on um the environment as well as free speech and then to my more conservative or, or MAGA type friends, um, I, I tell them he was literally the best and most outspoken uh, during the lockdowns and during what I call the flu world order, which, which, you, know, which, you, which you referenced earlier, Kyle. I mean, he yeah, showed or, really, the, or the pandemic, like or the scam demic, or the case demic. He, he showed real courage during that when it counted and when it mattered. And he gave a speech over in Berlin, I think what in 2020. He he kind of did the Ich bin Berlin thing, and that was. You know, I've known about him for a long time. I've been a fan of his for a while, and uh, kind of like what you said earlier. I mean, this is like the the best candidate in our, in our lifetime to run for president. Uh, he's amazing, and you know, and, and something you just touched on too was like, you know, when it comes to like environmentalists and like you know being a great steward for the planet. I don't know. There's very few that like you know have the experience and the track record of you know, really standing up for Mother Gaia because there's a lot of like, you know, these, I don't know, charlatan environmentalists, these climate change, like, you know, pushers, promoters that, you know, are flying around in private jets and like, yeah, they're grifters. Know, they're, they're, they're grifters. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, like the entire, I mean, from my perspective, the, you know, the, the, the fear mongering climate change alarmists are grifters and the entire the entire like clean tech space as well and the carbon credit system is a bunch of grifters and it's unapportioned taxes that end up going into unapportioned wallets and it ends up putting a tax on everybody and it creates barriers to entry for competition and it raises the price for everybody so it actually lessens the the standards and it doesn't actually do squat for the environment because they say look we're trying to approach this net zero like future and all that net zero means is like you know they're making up these carbon offsets so it's like basically like keep being like you know a reckless materialistic you know overspender over waster but as long as you're paying like you know a little bribe or a straight tax on the side here you can you can sleep comfy at night knowing you're doing something good for the environment whereas i think bobby like you know with his track record of like you know the river keepers um you know alliance and like you know the work that he's done you know for the environment there's more of a you know an mo of let's like let's clean up let's respect let's regenerate let's be excellent stewards for mother gaia and you know not simplify uh incredibly complex powerful ecosystem down to some hogwash you know number or even this notion of like you know that carbon somehow is like you know the enemy it's again this is part of like you know the this modern you know word salad that gets played where they 
you know, they throw around words and until they have no more meaning, like, you know, climate all of a sudden, like climate used to mean something totally different than today. Climate, like, you know, has a different word. Same with science, you know, same with conspiracy, like, oh. It has like religious connotations now. It's almost like cult-like behavior. Those words elicit cult-like responses from a lot of people. You know, I trust the science or Fauci. I am science. If you if you, <laughs> que if you question science, Kyle, you're questioning me. Okay, just just get to get the jab. Okay, just say safe and effective. Okay, you know, highest yeah, paid government good. official for years. I gave the guy what four hundred grand a year for what four decades or something. Well. I'm sure yeah, that doesn't right. even like, you know, and I mean, even, even that, like, that's kind of like a doctor's salary in the States. Um, like, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, like, so that, that alone wasn't there, but it was like, you know, he also commanded the strings to huge purses and mm. to companies. So, like, again, I, I, like, I think Fauci himself was like, you know, he's one of these kind of energy vampires and of, of which there are many in the world right now who are kind of intended to suck up a lot of our hate and it's like you know be that focal point but like no like you know that man he might be like you know instrumental and he's has a seat at the table but he has a board behind him he has interests behind oh, of him you know you don't that, see are, them. that are pushing it you don't <laughs> see him and that's the same thing with like you know, justin trudeau in canada like you know so many people think he is responsible for canada's current situation but he is not making any decisions he is simply you know being the spokesperson for the company for the corporation for you know this global corporatocracy and that's the same with like joe biden in the states like you know everyone thinks joe biden's doing something joe biden ain't doing anything we he's not in charge of anything kyle no, no. You no. see the, even even the, the own government report that came out calls him a confused you know you know congenial with a bad memory elderly man with a bad memory and um, certainly, you you haven't been afraid. I read some of your tweets about calling out, you know, Trudeau in Canada uh, when it mattered about the some of the authoritarian, um, draconian things they were doing up there, like with the truckers and with the uh, you know lockdowns and forced mandates. So you, you've got quite a record on that too. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you know, there's they, these are things that kind of need to be addressed, and these are these conversations when you have a million people you know descend to or, or, or converge on ottawa yeah. or in the middle of freezing cold winter in like this you know massively collaborative inclusive participatory expressionistic immediate civically engaged kind of happening where there's you know gifting and communal effort at every everything at every corner and they're simply there asking can we have a conversation about like where are these vaccine like why how are you pushing these vaccine managed we've brought in nurses we've brought in doctors we've brought experts you know let's have a discussion and then you know what does the government do well the government can't engage unfortunately because you know, their strategy is to enrage versus engage. And that has to be the strategy when you're defending a lie. So when you can't debate something, you have to censor, you have to smear, you have to gaslight, you have to attack, you have to guilt by association. So what they do, 
Well, somebody went out there with like, you know, a bunch of these F Trudeau flags, a don't tread on me flag, Confederate flag, and a Nazi flag. And like, you know, they took a picture of that. And then that was on the front page of all the of all right. the papers in Canada through the, you know, the corporately owned news. And all of a sudden they're painting, you know, the entire movement as this far white right neo-Nazi like thing. But you know the truth of the matter and this is when it gets this is where it gets like really fucking real guys is it's all projection so when they do that like you know they are literally the modern incantation of this nazi super fascist like you know fascism for the rich and communism for the poor agenda and um, you know, they always are calling everybody else like, you know, we see this out of the out of the out of the current Democrat Party, which is very much like the Liberal Party in Canada. They are they are the fascists. They, they've got the anti anti fascists, Antifa, like, you know, on their side, but they are literally stormtroopers like brown coats, you know, out there. Like, you know, following the George Floyd thing, they 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 armed the gangs to go out there and attack the police. And like, you know, and they censored the body cam footage and they like created a whole myth, you know, around this that that create that that you know cost lives and cost so much damage. And it was interesting around the time of that whole George Floyd thing, like right before that happened, the anti-COVID lockdown protests were starting to get huge. Like I remember just before that in California, like there were some really big demonstrations starting to take place. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here, let's like, oh, here's a situation that we can, you know, capitalize and, you know, make it all hokey dokey and, you know, St. George Floyd and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And then, you know, there that movie came out called The Fall of Minneapolis, which, you know, goes over the body cam footage so you can see like start to finish what actually happened with george floyd and like you know and the history and then also like post death or post overdose like what took place and how they abandoned the police and they they abandoned precinct six or precinct three in minneapolis and like you know led to the complete overtake of a police precinct something that never ever should happen and how those officers were like you know were set up to fail put in the line of danger like you know all because of some like you know outside influence agenda trying to you know steer opinion and capitalize on you know tragedy if you will yeah and um yeah i so i had heard about you kyle uh you know during all that when that was going on up in ottawa and then um, I was like, wow, uh, you know, for everyone listening, Kyle is brothers with Justin Trudeau. They have uh, the same mother, which is uh, very, very interesting. And it's, it's uh, you know, cool. I'm sure you get asked about it all the time, Kyle. But, you know, you brought it up. So I figured we could we could roll with it. Um, but I'd heard about you then. And then flash forward to um, Abenaki Farm in September of last year. And I see this guy with this big bus and... I heard you were coming. I, I heard the Kennedy bus guy was coming. I didn't know who you were. And uh, like, I immediately just liked you, like your energy and, and what you were doing and how excited you were about Bobby. And, uh, you know, I, 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 we were walking next to each other and I slipped on a mud puddle and you, you held, you, you grabbed me. I kind of bear hugged you, but yeah, you helped me from not falling into a puddle. And uh, it was just a great day. So after that day, all of us, 
New Hampshire people were talking and I'm like, man, that Kyle guy is, is what a character he is. He's got so much energy. We need like a million of him all around America. And like, you know, who, who the hell is he? Where did he come from? And um, so then like flash forward, I don't know. It was during that swing when Bobby was coming through, like a night or two later, um, it was like a big fundraiser Bobby was doing in New Hampshire and, and you were at it. And during the fundraiser, First place. Uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bobby, you know, is talking and he, he highlights you and gives you a shout out and says, you know, and then, and my good friend, Kyle Kemper, who is also Justin Trudeau's brother. And like, everyone was like, what? And, and uh, Larissa, who was the state director at the time, texted me and she's like, dude, Kyle is uh, Trudeau's brother. And I was like, what? And then I put two and two together and I remembered you from during the protest stuff, you were in the media a little bit and, you know, you'd spoken out courageously about it and you weren't afraid to call your brother out for, you know, what was going on up there. So um, that that is just one of the things I tell people, which is so special about this campaign, the people that it's brought together that you, you just, you just can't believe like people from all walks of life, from all backgrounds who just value the truth and just want to see things go in a better direction for our planet. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, that Abenaki Springs, like that was so amazing. And I remember yeah. like I showed up there, you know, the day before and like helped them, you know, that night. And then like, you know, just like that was one of those examples of like, you know, I like to make magic happen with whatever tools are available. And so like, I remember like, I was like, where's the stage going to be? And they're like, well, we don't have a stage. So I was like, oh, like, well, let's go find a trailer. So we went to the neighbor next door and had the neighbor who's like, he's like, I got a Trump sticker on my butt, but I'll come over and listen to him because he's kind of cool too. Nice. So he brought a trailer over and then we suck up signs and he, he let us put a big banner up over the trailer that he like you know a, like a container that he had on his land and you know we just kind of set up the place and made it awesome and then you know we had a rally that had i don't know maybe about 300 people that 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 day on 9 11 um you know yeah that was amazing. Made a big but crowd the, come out and, and before the rally we had it was like this 9 11 day of action we had like you know 25 30 volunteers you know come out to the farm and like you know help this independent organic farm you know smash through some tasks so yeah. we weeded like two huge <laughs> fields like in no time flat we pulled up the you know the weed beds on a huge field like that's kind of grunt work like yeah. you know in a flash so like you know to be able to like come together and the power of community like you know towards helping that like i know they were so grateful you know for that and you know we had signs all the way leading up and down the highway and yeah uh, you know, that and was bobby, that. bobby got out there with us and pulled on the weeds with us Bobby was out there pulling the weeds. I remember, like, I filmed one one video that I was like, "Man, look at this man, Bobby Kennedy, like the remedy, Renaissance man. Like, there's nothing this man can't do, except sell out to the powers that be." And I'm like, oh, filming it. I'm filming it, and he's right, right behind me there. I'm like, yeah. right, right, Bobby, and he just pops right up. He's like, "That's right, not gonna happen." Like, oh, it was just so authentic. And that was when I was like, and he's just like, yeah, so solid. And then over the next couple of days, it was just like, you know, from the fancy fundraiser in Wyndham to, yeah. you know, that 
get we went to a corner gas station and did like you know a little like small pop-up kind of town hall event and oh, yeah. um, the general store there yep yeah and then uh and then we went to you know and then i was going to do some then there was going to be a big event in um in i'm not sure if it was new hampshire or if it was in massachusetts uh, right on the water i like ex-governor like mr brown's place or something like there was another, oh, another, another big oh, event that was scott too. brown scott brown yeah and yeah, his backyard barbecue that he does his backyard barbecue and hit and bobby's backyard barbecue was the biggest one of them all and i was really like wanting to go there with with the bus and the family but then we got noticed that the dnc was going to be having its rules and bylaw meeting in dc two days forth and i was like i can't do both and it's like we just did all these stops so you know we made the, de the decision to just beeline it to uh to washington dc and it was at the omni sheraton hotel which is like a big amazing beautiful hotel and i remember pulling into it i feel like maybe it was the night before yeah it was the night before we stayed on the streets of washington the night before and then that morning went to the omni share and talked to the valet guys I was like can i buy like three of the spots for the bus here they're like oh man that's like really cool but you know why don't you just park the bus right here in like our bus loading zone area i was like i'm good here like i'm good here they're like you're good here man and it was right in front of the place so as you were walking out you saw the bus there you couldn't miss them like no i parked, I parked the bus there for three days didn't move it stayed stayed at the hotel because that day we had the bot rules and bylaw meeting yeah. and and that was very interesting and i went to the went to the front desk and had them print out because bobby had just before the meeting released an open letter to the dnc asking for you know a, a fair shake at at the nomination and like you know laying out you know why and how important it was and what some of the conditions were and so i printed out 50 copies of that letter and dropped one off in front of every single committee member until i got to like the last ones they're like hey man like you can't be in here in our zone doing this i'm like it's all good this is the open letter from Bobby. You know, he's running for the nomination. He wants a fair shake. We've got 200,000 volunteers. And if you don't, if like, if you're not willing to play ball, he's going to go independent and you guys are going to look like idiots when one of the most prominent democratic family of all time, like, you know, ends up like, you know, leaving this and starting an independent run. And sure enough, like, you know, at that meeting, they end up, like punting the decision that they were going to make at the time so it was like a win and then we also got in their head too like the guy who was who was speaking about ranked choice voting from maine his name was mr kenny and they referred to him as mr kennedy i mean mr kenny and and then they had this person explaining ranked choice voting and i was sitting there in my tracksuit with this hat on or hat yeah like this. he had the tracksuit oh the right. footage was incredible kyle you going right around the yeah, background <laughs> like it's just like you know hacking hacking it and then so then after that you know what else was happening at that event was on one side of the hotel in some little tiny lame room was this um you know dnc bylaw meeting and on the other side was the vote pray stand uh family research council's annual convention 
And if you're not familiar with the Family Research Council, they're a faith-based conservative group. Is that Ralph Reed? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I had no idea. But they were like, oh, yeah, like Vivex here, DeSantis is here, Pence is here. Trump is here and like you know all all of them are there and they're all going to be speaking like tomorrow night so I was like well I'm going to leave the bus here I'll be here I'll be here and so I set up signs all around (laughs) I put up Kennedy signs all around I put up Kennedy stickers all around the zone and uh, you know and then dropped in with this family research council event bought a ticket walk in turns out one of my great friends from San Diego his name is Mike Seifert he started a company called Public Square which is a freedom loving alternative to I don't know now it's become like an almost an alternative to Amazon it's done really really well Don Jr. is one of their advisors he's a huge RFK he's a huge Bobby supporter and you know as we were there I was rolling in this in this Kennedy gear like everybody was so friendly and they all were like you know really wish they were hoping that bobby was going to be there and bobby was going to speak the organizers talked to me and said bobby has an open invitation to come participate in this next time like you know and there were so many different pastors from all around as well so it's like you know and i could tell like you know that these it was just a really positive welcoming environment versus on like you know the democratic side it was like shaky and fearful and kind of angry and scary so i think that's kind of a parable for the you know the situation that we're dealing with at large yeah you tend to get more uh people who are a little bit uh more friendly on the right or from a conservative persuasion whereas a lot of people on the left or traditional democrats just go full washington post and new york times and just call them a name or something like that or just repeat something they heard or they really they they short circuit you know what's that and it didn't used to be that way it used to be like you know that the democrats were the you know we're the peace party and we're the party of the people the anti-war party they're the anti-war party like you know standing up for you know the little guy but now it's literally they're it's not like you know i like to call them the big democrats like these aren't like you know these aren't kennedy democrats that's for sure they're the the big democrats believe in big war they believe in big pharma big agriculture big media big government big education like man it's like it's a it's a far stride and, and I, I disagree with anybody who characterizes RFK Jr. Uh, his his uh, rhetoric and his views as not in line with JFK or his father RFK. I think RFK Jr. is the is the actual standard bearer for the Kennedy name in reality, and is is doing more authentically to, to promote uh, what his father and uncle would be for than anyone else in the family. That's my opinion. I'm not. Indeed. I'm not. Well, no, I'm no, not I, trying I, to slag anyone else in the family. And I, I know Bobby is. Uh, and you know, and we had but, like you know the Bobby Shriver and Mark Shriver like kind of like pile on and use like you know they they took offense to that Super Bowl ad to which Bobby apologized to them. Which yeah, but he wasn't even involved in it though. He didn't. He, he wasn't didn't even have... involved. But but Bobby is such a man of of character and integrity as well that like he apologized for the fact that you know the movement caused those individuals some personal uncomfortability etc right. he didn't apologize for running the ad he's not apologizing 
for standing by his values. He was apologizing for their hurt feelings. And then in their tweet, they referenced like, you know, he stands against one global and red, which were like two, I don't really want to get into it, but two mega, mega, mega corporate NGOs. And like, you know, and then Bobby mentions that like, you know, some of the family that like, you know, really, you know, oppose him, but they're all on the, they're all on the take from the system. Or they're working yeah. for the Biden administration. Well, they are. That's what I mean. They're working for the Biden yeah. administration or they're on the take or they're part of like, you know, the network, the globalist network that, like, yeah. you know, is systematic, is systemically robbing the poor to feed the rich. Right. It's a very interesting dynamic to see play out. And, and probably, Kyle, you could even speak to this a little bit with your own family, seeing who, you know, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, um, being your brother. Now, have you gotten any feedback or heard anything about his thoughts about your support of Bobby Kennedy and what you've been doing the last few years? I haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't heard anything. But I mean, I'm 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 I fully I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, help help protect Justin by like, you know, helping like, you know, take away some of this anger and hate that's channeled at him because you know, right. he's just doing his job. Um, right. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what uh, you know, what they, they say. We got yeah, I, I, I wanted to share this piece uh, from the Toronto sun um, that I read oh, it yeah, years ago fun. about you with, with Justin. It says Trudeau's half brother gives the PM an earful. Kyle Kemper, right, and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau are pictured in Montreal in 2019. What are you saying there? Hey, bro, you, you owe me money, man. <laughs> no, that was at the second, like, that was at his second coronation. Uh, like inauguration type thing? Yeah, that was, a, that was election night in 2019 when, you know, he won. You, you said some great stuff here, Kyle. You said, invoking the Emergency Act is reckless and unjustified. Kemper told the Toronto Sun in an interview, by threatening the bank accounts of all convoy supporters, they're setting a tyrannical precedent, and these actions should be condemned regionally, nationally, and internationally. This will sow distrust in our financial institutions. Wow, what a quote. Yeah, dude, yeah you did. And it, said, <laughs> it said, needless to say, Kemper, 38, uh, is not impressed with his brother's handling of the Freedom Convoy, which we talked about earlier. Um, and then a, a spokes said, thanks for reaching out, but we won't be commenting, said the <laughs> Prime Minister's spokesman and Clara Valancourt. Um, uh, says, Kyle, who's a dozen years younger to the Prime Minister, said he admired his uh, half-brother while growing up. I learned a lot from him, said Kyle. I've always looked up to him and will always love him. However, on vaccines, masks, mandates, and passports, they do not see eye to eye. So... That's some of this family dynamic playing out here, you know, with Canadian politics. But I would argue this is politics that affects all of us because of the global nature of the flu world order. Yeah, well, and it's like, you know, and it just sucks that he's being used and abused. And like, you know, we're fighting like, you know, part of our whole like, you know, mission is like freedom and liberty. And, you know, one of the challenges, Justin, is like one of the least free and like he has no freedom. He can't drive a car. Like everywhere he goes, he's surrounded by like, you know, a squad of security. And now when he right. goes in public, like people are super angry at him and super pissed off at him. And, you know, I understand why. 
And I think like, you know, in the in the convoy movement, like the provocateurs, like every movement's gonna have them. It seemed like the provocateurs were really just actually trying to focus all the energy on Justin as opposed to like, you know, the government, the party well, as a whole, the system yeah. as a whole, the and, and you, massive collaboration between pharmaceutical, banking, finance, uh, right. media, and like, you know, scaring the crap out of all Canadians and so did you during that, when you spoke out, I mean, did, was there any kind of pushback or any fallout from anyone else in the family? Like, what was that like, you know, obviously playing out in some big media there? No, yeah. I mean, like, you know, some of the family were were uh, a little bit, like, you know, frustrated with me and, like, you betrayed or something. But I'm like, no, no, right. it's not about, it's like, it's not about, this isn't about him and this isn't about like me trying to get a name for this i'm like speaking out on injustices here and like you know trying to open a conversation to have a qualified discourse and debate around issues that are tantamount because from my perspective there is an act of genocide going on still to date with these experimental fake vaccines being rolled out all across the planet being given to children being coerced on the children with our political figures um, who should be servants of the public instead acting as servants to the pharmaceutical companies and servants to their corporate masters out there pushing this garbage as unnecessary garbage on everybody like you know challenging the pcr tests as this yeah. uh you know as this it was like P the pcr test results were the reason we had it like you know allegedly had this whole pandemic it was because like in the beginning it was like you know it was like a it was like you know they used it on the the screens on the media being like you know the case counts and it was always like the case counts are going up and down and it's like they just use these friggin case counts to justify you know locking down everyone and then you know even carrie mullis the inventor of the of the of the pcr test was like these should never be used to um you know, like you know in for for measuring a, a pandemic because you know they're so variable it's like there's a there's a knob that can be turned it's like if you turn it to 28 no pandemic turn it to 35 pandemic turn it to 40 like uber pandemic and then like you know so those those tests and they were like forcing them on everybody sticking the things right up your nose like right into your blood into your brain brain <sighs> barrier like disgusting with plastic and all that all those tests weren't made in canada they weren't made in america we were using canadian um you know air canada planes to charter and send bring them over from asia and like you know same with all the pp and the masks and then the tat and then like you know then the rapid tests and you know this is all in parallel with like you know the the government agenda towards stopping single-use plastic but then they're going and spending two and a half billion dollars using secret contracts to purchase all this 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 these tests and there's no accountability and there's no transparency and then same with same with these fake vaccine contracts too no accountability no transparency into them and then when challenged i literally then i'd like you know justin was boasting on twitter about how or like whatever his office was boasting on twitter about you know how 70 percent of canadians have opened up their blood vessels you know their their bodies their sacred vessels to you know this 
this pharmaceutical concoction and like you know and it's a good thing do your part get get the jab and i just simply asked him like dude it's a fake vaccine I hashtag fake vaccine it doesn't stop the spread and it doesn't prevent infection so it's like it doesn't prevent transmission like it doesn't prevent transmission and it doesn't prevent infection so like those were the two defining characteristics for a vaccine like by definition so when it doesn't do both those things you can't call it a vaccine so it's a fake vaccine anyways i suspended off twitter for two weeks because of that one tweet mm. and right. i was like you know this is a bunch of bullshit. that won't happen today anymore but that was you know under the old Twitter, that was the pre pre-musk regime of twitter you know yeah. and that that type of you know hogwash still occurs and like you know on all the other platforms and there's systemic you know censorship um you know around like, you know, a simple valid question of how can you call it a vaccine when a, it doesn't do this or that. So. Yeah. Just the fact that there couldn't even be that type of discussion, Kyle, there was no room for debate. Um, there was just name calling and like you said, gaslighting and really bullying and, and uh, the media being used as a cudgel and families being torn apart, friendships torn apart. It was uh it's kind of unbelievable they, the, what they got away with. And it makes me wonder if for, you know, the future, what that's going to look like when they try to do something like that again, or try to use, try to use something like that to uh, further control and divide people. So that's why I think you know Bobby's candidacy is so important, and even beyond that, just the movement for free humanity uh, to not buy into that hogwash. When, yeah, when they you know, do yeah, and Mike, you know, you know, like that's that's a great point, and they they didn't do this before. Like you know, I think I feel like we they were prepared for this kind of line too, because like with the climate change thing, for example, it's like there's no debating about that. Like you know, that was a that was a great example, or or like you know, a cause that I cared greatly about before was like 9-11 it's like no you can't ask questions about of that course. we're not going to yeah. talk about that like i'm like now well, it's common like, knowledge that they three towers collapse guys like one at five o'clock building seven like you know oh don't like <laughs> conspiracy theory you're crazy you're extreme like bullshit like that's a good question like that's any investigator should know that we're the detectives like, you know, where are the judges? Where's the justice system? And that's still that's one of the questions today around like, you know, what just took place is where's the justice? Like they're like, you know, Bobby put out the real Anthony Fauci, which chronicles all sorts of criminal activity and you know, ethical breaches that warrant an investigation. And like, you know, and this isn't like, you know, at the end of the day, if they're found at fault, if the pharma companies are found at fault, guess what? They don't, nobody goes to jail. Like they're not liable. No, they're, they're not, liable. They're, they're not liable. Well, they, so nobody's going to go to jail. What they end up generally doing though, Pay a fine. is paying a fine. And another word for a fine is a bribe, bribe. <laughs> they pay yeah. the bribe. So they yeah. pay a big fucking bribe and the government has come to expect and count on those bribes from the megacorps that is a source but nobody on that board no none of the ceos none of the the bad actors that consciously you know put profits over people face justice instead 
there's a fine that comes out. They made $26 billion. They you know, pay $2 billion or maybe pay $5 billion. But cost then it's like, business. you know, that's the cost of doing business. And that's mm. also like, you know, that keep, that's like you pay that fine and okay, you're good. You've greased our wheels a little bit. You know, we'll, we'll go. Mm. And that same yeah. thing happened within the crypto sp space too of a bunch of like sketchy projects, like, you know, got fined by the SEC. Like they just take some money. And then when, when they pay the SEC, guess what? How much that money goes to the back to the people that were inflicted or you know suffered as a result of of the shady projects Very little zero zero, zero. zero. Yeah. just like just like these fines for just like just like these fines for big pharma like you know they they're yes sometimes they're class action lawsuits but bobby can speak better than better than that now on how it's very difficult to have class action lawsuits you know against these companies because you know they indemnify themselves from legal action like you know as soon as you open the open the bag or they've worked up worked out contracts and you know and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of poisoning of our general ecosystem and the only person that you know i the only person who as a president could like is willing to like you know take that on i think is bobby like trump had an opportunity but he didn't do anything on a lot of like you know these core things he yeah i, f I feel in his gut he wanted to do a, a lot of the right you know he wanted to do the right thing on a, on a lot of issues and instances i mean we talked to bobby when we interviewed him um just after he announced last april about the VAC safety commission that Trump was going to have Bobby serve on. And then, you know, Pharma and Pfizer greased the inauguration committee fund for Trump, I think to the tune of a million dollars. And uh, there was no more, there wasn't going to be a uh, VAC safety commission and Bobby wasn't going to be part of that. So you really see just the power that they have and the stranglehold they have over our politicians and, and just the system itself and the revolving door of, working for the agencies and then leaving and going to work for the company that the agencies are supposed to police and regulate just this revolving door. I mean, I, I use the example of secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin, who was a Raytheon guy. He left the boardroom of Raytheon and walked into the Pentagon to be secretary of defense. So to hear Bobby speak on those issues and to speak so clearly about that, that being one really big thing that, that is, is a glaring problem with the system and really being the only one talking about it with such clarity and focus um, and intent is, is really inspiring. Yeah. And I think even like within those organizations and in those industries too, like, you know, there's a lot of good people who work within them and also recognize that there's a big problem there. Like I don't yeah. like it's not like all the people that work for Pfizer, like, you know, recognize or even aware, like, you know, what they're doing there's a lot of people are just like you know they're just doing their job doing a job well it's the leadership at the top and, and then the government yeah yeah you know, and, the government and bobby said really good words about that like you know he meant i remember one of the things that he was talking about he's talking about a meeting with ron DeSantis where you know ron asked him what would he do with nih and bobby turned it back on him what would you do with nih and he said i'd burn it to the ground and bobby was like you know well I mean, I, I don't think that's the right approach. Like, you know, and this is what Vivek says too. It's like, you know, we got to just like shut them all down. Like just obliterate them. Like, which is kind of like, you know, the Javier Malay kind of approach too. And I get like, you know, how exciting, you know, that, yes. that, that 
approach might be. Um, but really, there's good people like, you know, within these organizations who are serving out of some sort of common purpose. And, you know, they've just been, you know, captured by a few snakes at the top. And, you know, I think as opposed to, you know, killing the patient, it's like, let's just remove, let's just perform surgery on the cancers or surgery, surgery on the tumors, you know, that, that exist. So, so uh, what's next, Kyle, with the ballot drive? Are you involved in that and getting signatures in various states or do you have an update on that? I know we have, we, I think the mo we qualified for New Hampshire and Colorado, correct? Utah. Oh, Utah. excuse me, Utah. Yeah, Colorado's going to open, uh, I think in a couple of months, it's got a little bit of a later start date. Uh, California, we're actively doing, we just held a Twitter space with, with, uh, with RFK Jr. on it and Bobby Three as well and Holden Coletta and Augustus Palante and like, you know, Oban and, and Angie King and Jamal, uh, Jamal Harris and I'm amazing people. And, uh, you know, we're actively working towards getting on the ballot in California. And this is through a party registration. So anybody in California who might be listening to this, just go to register to vote .ca.gov and fill out the information and when you get to the bo bottom of your party preference click it'll show you like you know republican democrat libertarian a bunch of other ones you click other and then in the blank space you put we space the space people and we need 75,000 signatures and then we'll be on the ballot in California. And November 5th, everyone in California will be able to vote for Bobby. Nice. And, you know, we get 40% of the vote in California. That's all those electoral votes. Come so do I got that right there, uh, Kyle? Register to vote.ca.gov. Correct. And then, okay, like, so I got yeah. that up on the screen. And for people listening, if you're in California, that's where you'll want to go. Let's get everybody, go. everybody who watches Curb Your Enthusiasm to go do this. Every, yeah, every well, fan of Curb. <laughs> indeed. And like, you know, and, you know, Cheryl's actually hosting a comedy night on the 21st in, uh, in L.A. And Cheryl's actually the president of the We the People Party in California. And Bobby Three is the vice president. Um, oh, nice. So that's, <laughs> you know, fun, fun facts. So. I'm hoping that at this, you know, this, I think it's up to 2000 people are expected at it, um, that, you know, there'll be, you know, mass registrations and we'll be pushing signatures. because, because it's, it's not signatures, it's a digital registration. And because it's a digital registration, all it just means is we just need to, you know, just, just people like the, the, the ask is just, you know, take three minutes three to four minutes is like you know the record i think is two minutes 30 seconds you know to fill it out and uh just just go to that website uh fill out your information party preference other we the people submit you're going to need your driver's license that's like the one thing that you're going to need is either your driver's license or your voter id number or your or your california identification number if you don't have a driver's license and like you know that will go there and then once you're registered you're in then like you know that's counted and that's what's nice and this is going to be like you know this is a big win so we're pushing for a big concerted effort there now if you're not in California, if you're in Florida, stand by. If you're in New York, 
Stand by. April 16th it opens. We've got a huge lift in New York. I know you guys are going to be rolling in, rolling in there. I know we've got like you know all sorts of teams from all around New York who are going to be going in and supporting. I think we've got to get something like eighty thousand signatures in forty-five days. So mm. it's going to be like a big, awesome communal push, big activation. And I know our New York teams. They're just rearing to go, and we're just building up that energy. So there's going to be a big push, you know, to go out and get those signatures. Like in in New Hampshire, we got those three thousand signatures in one day. We did that in one day day here. Exactly. I I got to. I got to. Yeah, I got to shout out some people for that. That was Larissa Trexler, state director. Larissa, Susan Susan Wilkinson. The two of them Mm -hmm. worked their asses off putting that together. Um, getting it was always done with all volunteers, and they got people. I think they got over 160 people out on the day of the primary, and I was one of them. Um, and <clears throat> we went to polling places and just made our ask to people. And I'll tell you what: 80% of the people were very friendly and very excited to sign for Bobby. You know, and even the people who said, "I don't think I'll support him, but I support him being on the ballot in America, having another choice in November." I got that a lot too. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. And that's people, and that's the message towards everybody. Let's just even if you don't plan on voting for Bobby, like, you know, sign the petitions in your state to at least get him like, you know, to at least have the option to yeah. vote in him. Because the election isn't for how many days? Two hundred months. Two hundred and sixty-three days. He's got the exact count, Mike. It's dead. Hashtag Kemper count. Pull up, uh, pull up Kennedy24.com, guys, on the on the big screen there. Should, let's uh, just you know any just, any day. Imagine Bobby on that debate stage with Brandon and Trump. Let, let's just imagine that for a second. Like I mean, seriously, like this this is we haven't seen anything like this in in thirty years since Perot. I this think is, it would like it's going to blow yeah. Perot out of the water. Right there, 263 days. We got the count. He's got it, on. Mike. You see the remedy, Mike? Oh, I see the remedy. He's the remedy, I'm, Kyle, isn't he? I saw him jumping out of a helicopter he with his former remedy. Navy SEAL. Yeah, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to clean up this website too a little bit. There's, there's, so we, there's a dog's butthole in the front. <laughs> Bobby, he's, an, he's a, a lover of all animals. <laughs> that's, my, that's my dog car, Kyle. That, that's for the dogs, that car. <laughs> that car is for the dogs. Are you going to the comedy show, Kyle, in California? I would love to, but it's not in my cards. So. Yeah, same, same here. Tim, Tim Dillon and Rob Schneider. Oh, right. Uh, here, yeah. Bobby Lee. Yep. It's going to be a banger um, lineup. So, yeah, before we close down here, we're coming up on an hour, Kyle. We got to do a little Veep Stakes talk here, man. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Who who are your personal favorites? Uh, you know, for for Bobby to tap as his vice president running mate. Well, I mean, I like like Ron Paul. I him a lot of people like he's a little bit old, but Could you I imagine Ron, Ron Paul is just amazing, and I would love for I like you know I hope there's a discussion there. I don't know. Um, or like Rand the, Paul. What about Doctor Rand? Like, I think Rand Paul is 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 also like you know awesome, but Ron is really the OG. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying Tulsi Gabbard. I think she's pretty cool. Um, who else? Uh, you know, he took a photo with Tony Robbins. I was like, oh man, Tony Robbins would be pretty friggin' epic. Um, Ice Cube. 
I like can't. I think Dude, Ice Ice Cube's based. Ice Cube is based. Um, I don't know. I was thinking like maybe Candace Owens would be kind of like you know a pretty amazing oh, wow. person too. Outside the box thought. Yeah. Yeah, like she's like so intelligent and has a huge audience. And Kyle, what do you think about Jesse the Body Ventura? Jesse the Body Ventura. I mean, like he's 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 an amazing, accomplished individual who successfully, I, I ran, successfully I ran, ran independent. I beat the gangs, Kyle. Democrypsin, Republicans. I beat them. It was called Retaliate in '98. <laughs> I, I only I raised three hundred thousand dollars against them, and I beat them. Guess who? Guess who flew out on Daddy's jet the next day to ask how I did it? <laughs> Donald Trump. He wanted to know, Kyle, how I did it. You know what I said? I said I told the truth, and I body slammed the competition. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. I got on Trump Force One and I flew out there. I had a bunch of beautiful Russian women who were on the plane with me. And I said, Jesse, how'd you do it? How the hell did you do it? You beat a legacy Democrat and you beat a big, well-funded Republican. How'd you do it? And that's what the body said. I just told the truth. And he went out there and took that campaign to the people. And he had some great ads. I don't know if you've seen it. There's an ad where Jesse, I'm pretty sure he was naked, Mike, and he's like the thinking man. And oh, like, yeah, the globe. <laughs> yeah, the thinking man. And uh, hey, it was great to see him out for Bobby. What was it in Vegas? That's kind or, of a fun idea. Like, I could, I'd love Arizona. to see. I'd love to see a, a, a naked Bobby thinking man shot. That would all oh, yoked like, out with his old man upper strength. Oh, he's like man, like Ooh, gets, that would get all gets, the. He gets the girls like pretty excited. Like he's, <laughs> he's a thirst. Yeah, he's, he's a thirst. He's amazing. He's he's. Like he's, I, he's I love too, Kyle, how how he like he works out and does all that like shit, and he's always wearing jeans. <laughs> no, it's not the best. <laughs> he does everything in jeans. Well, and he also doesn't like shoes either. And I was kind of hoping that he would like, you know, I I I feel like you know there might be one of the cards to play is to, you know, just to not wear shoes at all, like just at all, like don't just lean into wear it. Shoes. The barefoot, yeah, just lean into be it. barefoot, be grounded, like you know the paramagnetic flow. Like it's uh, you know it's really it's really strong. I'm glad you mentioned that because I got uh, I got the great I got a great meme for you. Where is it? Here it is. You ever on see that name. one, Kyle? Is it coming up? No, no, I don't see it. You gonna share the screen? Oh, hold on. Sorry. Oh yeah, this is one of our this is one of our top shoes. sellers on the merch store. No secret service. Yeah. Did no you see it was that guy that the Republicans tried to impeach that denied Kennedy the Secret Service? Mayorkas. Uh, Mayorkas. So there he you... like specifically, like, you know, mm -hmm. it can be attributed to that man. He said, I, I have the authority and I am not I'm not granting Kennedy Secret Service. So Yeah, Judicial what... Watch got some of the emails. Under what mm -hmm. justification? Just they didn't give any. Like, I mean, they, they, it's political. This man, like, I, you know, I, I, I to think, Biden, like this man doesn't even. I don't think Biden even knows he's running. It's gonna be a long dark <laughs> winter for the unvaccinated. That's why. No, I think it's because they would rather see Bobby spend his money on security than than give him. They want to bleed his campaign coffers <sighs> for his security than rather than give him Secret Service, which, in my opinion, he qualifies more and then some. I mean, he, I think he's. I think he's ahead uh, in every poll against Haley. And the media gives oh, her I mean, a tongue he bath. They give her a tongue bath every day. He absolutely qualifies for it, but I mean, I don't honestly. I don't even really want 
like personally, well, I don't even want him to yeah. have secret service. How much do you trust the secret service? You read well, about? Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's just it. I prefer him to have like you know the, the government. Becker does a good government. It would be great if government could just pay for the secret secret service. Like okay, like you know, and we'll just just take that same money and just like you can help offset the cost. Yeah. Well, everyone, I got Kyle's Twitter here. So if you're on Twitter or X, you know, go give him a follow. His account's absolute fire. It's at Kyle Kemper. Based. Super it's based. Oh, it's, it's based. It's all the good stuff that you need. And he's the lead activator at Team Kennedy. Hashtag the remedy is Kennedy. And uh, it's exciting stuff, man. And it's it's uh, it's really great that this campaign has brought so many people together and you know our paths crossed because of it. Here, let's look at let's look at some memes real quick too. Meme warfare is the future. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I need to arm you guys with the meme, so I'm gonna put this in the private chat, and maybe you can pull it up on the screen. Send okay. the spice. Yeah, can, let's yeah. roll. Let's roll through some of these because these are like. Whew, so. Send any and all memes, and I think we need to have uh, Dennis Rodman as a North Korean ambassador, or at least part of some kind of modern yeah. day uh, basketball diplomacy. And we need to see that continue, you know. I think Bobby would be for that. What we've got to do now is we've got to, you know, have Trump have the whole stop this steal. We yeah. Start the steal. We're going to start this. <laughs> I like we're that. Gonna, we're going to start the steal. People are wondering, you st- are we stealing more votes from Trump or are we stealing more votes from Biden? Like both of them. Both, from both of them. And, uh, you know, there, it, we're, we're working on either like in this same theme of these memes. Um, either like you know a hamburglar, as like you know RFK is the hamburglar approach, uh, or maybe it might be a baseball themed like stealing home 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 base. Nice. Can you make it a little bit? Uh... <laughs> so um, the American. I'm trying to make American it bigger. Um, What's that one called? The farm with the pitchfork. Let's yeah, see, can you like squeeze this one a little bit? Because a lot of these, like it's a. It's a little bit narrow. Is that better or no? Stop the steal. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's just. The the, it's okay. It's just, uh, hold on. Uh, if you just like shrink your window size, that's what I'm trying to do. Come on. He's gonna spoil it for both of them, Eric. Oh, this is that's as small as I can get it. All right, that's this right, like, seems like a streamyard limitation. Yeah. That's so good, dude. Well, the memes are spice. Yeah. Those Kyle, are... did you make these? No, but let's just keep going. Like, even this yeah, is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, you give me a sword and a piece of ground to stand on. Yep. <laughs> I'll give you back, your country back to you. Dude. It's evoking, yeah, Bob and J- Bobby and Jack. Yeah. Just dude, the that's courage. Like, that's epic. <laughs> The swamp monsters that he's stampeding over. Let's get to work. That's like steampunk. For our listening audience, we're looking at really great, artistic, well-done, well-crafted memes that Mr. Kyle Kemper has provided to us. And well, we'll- these are provided by Truthaganda as the, as the series. But, yeah, there's like, you know, it's really a pity that we can't see. We can't shrink the screen because. Yeah, sorry. Either way, that. it's okay. Let's just keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. Okay. Look at that. This is the counter propaganda to the Bernaysian stuff that uh, Biden and Trump are sending out. We have to do that, Kyle. We have to have counter Infowars.com propaganda going out for Bobby. 
This one's oh, good. Our oh, future's he's so bright. He's got to wear. He's got to wear shades. Dude, uh, he's so jacked out. He's jacked out. He's uh, the spirit of seventeen seventy six. Have you shown and these then, to Bobby? And then those buttons too. Like, look how good those buttons are. Oh, that they're wearing. Yeah. Uh, and like, so we've got that button. That button's about to be everywhere. Nice like Kennedy for president. The nice face. It's like it's a retro throwback. We got to get somebody to do some tea uh, events like Rose Kennedy would do for uh, JFK back in 1960. Maybe Cheryl could do tea with uh, some some people. Who's that? Tulsi? And is that Tucker? Tulsi. Cornell West. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon. Brandon. Oh, dude, see oh, how you Schwab is? Schwab? Dude, isn't somebody dating uh, either Schwab or... Uh, uh, Huma Aberdeen's dating Alex Soros. So George Soros' son is dating Huma Aberdeen now? Aberdeen? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. one's absolute gold. This is a good one. The good, the bad, the ugly. They're calling me ugly, Kyle. Can you believe it? It's so mean. I'm like the best looking. I'm the most handsome and the, the healthy. I'm so handsome. Robert <laughs> F. Kennedy Jr., Creepy Joe Biden, and Donald Trump, Mike. Now you got to click load 85 more images. Oh, uh, God. Jesus, well, we, we can put this link in our uh, uh, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Definitely put, but just keep going. Because, like, look at that one. Those are incredible. Somebody spent time on these. Oh, Wait, yeah. see, Bobby is Indiana Jones. I'm still younger than Harrison Ford. I'm younger than all of them, in fact. He is, too. Oh, look at Brandon. 76 oh. billion. The Dial of Destiny. It's Hunter. He's a great deep state. Yeah. Feels like that. See how there's a there's a vax needle, Mike. <laughs> we have to have Ooh. good counter propaganda. I've always I've always said that, you know, because it's, uh, it's all propaganda at the end of the day, isn't it, Kyle? Yep. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah, that one. I think Gladiator. I like this one, Kyle. That one's a really nice one. Yeah. That one. See how, that, dude? See how Chad JFK Jr. is? He's like 1990s corporate lawyer boardroom. Yeah, he's Chad. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Good one. <laughs> they just keep going. It just keeps going. Yeah. It's like all that. Oh, this is a good one, too, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, definitely share that link. Yeah, these are good. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, put, I'll share, put the I'll share, share the link. Share. Yeah. Save them all. Save them all to your phone so you can reply to tweets on 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 Twitter, X, Facebook, etc. With uh, with the images, it's a very effective strategy. Definitely. And, um, yeah. And yeah. Like, absolutely. You know, use those as well when you're making awesome posts too. Yeah. No. Those are those are great. I'll definitely be sharing those and, and saving those. I hadn't seen a lot of them. I'd seen some of them, but. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, hey, Kyle, before we run here, like, man. There's, dumb, there's one Dumb and Dumber one, too. You should probably just pull that up before we go. I'm just going to make you go back <laughs> okay. there. Just got to show me the Dumb and Dumber one. Okay. So, yeah, tell people, uh, though, where they can find you and support what you're doing and support the uh, campaign, Kyle. Well, I mean, I'm just at Kyle Kemper on Twitter on X. 
And, uh, you know, you can support the campaign by going to Kenny24.com and registering, uh, making a contribution. Uh, you can click on the volunteer tab, fill out the form there. We have uh, weekly national Zoom calls as well. And, um, you know, uh, if you go, I highly encourage everyone to purchase some merch. Go to merch.kenny24.com. Um, you know, as a, uh, yeah, for, for being on this call, for being one of the activators, for participating, if you've made it this far, um, use code RFK activate for 30% off your orders. Don't post that link folks, but if you've made it this far on the call and you're still here, you deserve a bonus of 30% off merch. So RFK activate on the merch store. <laughs> All right, we're getting closer. Superman, oh, that's, that's great. Him is Mel, dude, him and Mel together, Eric, recently? Oh, Mel. Yeah. Dude, we got to get Mel on. Can we get dude, Mel? Mel would be a good VP, right? <sighs> oh, oh, that would be, like, mega-based. That would piss off everybody. Uh, Tulsi is Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's like Wonder a Hawaiian Wonder, Wonder Woman. She's a Hawaiian Wonder Woman. Oh my God. Kazarian, dude, see Hunter? That's frightening. Dr. Le Dr. Frankenstein, I mean, Dr. Levine was in there. Hello, Rand Paul here talking to Dr. Levine during the hearings before I talked to Dr. Fauci. And they promised my office in writing, Kyle, information about the gain of function, which they never provided. Rand is just like, he just has a permanent resting bitch face, which is what I love about Rand. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not happy. Not only is he not happy to be there, he's not happy to be anywhere. You know, just go to nevernicky.com. Nevernicky.net. Amazing. They just keep going. But we got to get to the Dumb and Dumber. It's coming out. Okay. Come on, there man. Okay. <laughs> Mike, dude, these are spice. These are spice. Silver Spoon Trump, Creepy Uncle Joe. Wow. Just go, Brandon. Good God. All right, guys. Go. Well, well, Carl, we got to we got to have you on a wonderful German journey, and appreciate. Yeah, we got to have you on again, man. And, yeah, I think it's the Canadian humor, man. I, I think you know, Jim, in, the, in the tradition of Jim Carrey and. Uh, is Martin Short Canadian, or uh, maybe he's not? But there's some great comics from Canada. Kids in the Hall. We're, we're, we are the new kids in the hall, Kyle. So yeah, just Martin. hang out, hang out with us for a sec, Kyle. After we were done going live, but everyone, thanks for tuning in, and you know, subscribe to the channel, support what we're doing. Uh, if you like what we do, go to Patreon.com/slash Jackman Radio and become a monthly patron. And we will be back with more great guests and more episodes. So have a good one and take care. <laughs>